Welcome again to the Real Person Real Needs podcast, where we take a look at how we as individuals can be authentic, have integrity, and connect with those in our community in order to meet real needs. Over the last few episodes, we've taken a look at some personal stories from my life so that you can get to know me and how I've gotten to this point in my life where I'm abandoning self and giving back to others. Uh, I've still got a lot of work to do, and I'm excited that you're here on this journey with me. Today, what I would like to talk about is kind of jumping off from last episode where we talked about the, the foe that we face every day, which is that fear of failure. And the fear that I want to talk about today is the fear of man. Most of us, if you were to poll, if you were to take 10 people, I would say 10 out of 10 would say that they care what other people think of them. So much so that we allow it to dictate our behavior. Uh, I lived this way for much of my life. And throughout high school, I was very, uh, as most people, going through their awkward phases. I decided at that point... And I kind of lost this, unfortunately, as I got into my 20s. But I decided I was going to go for broke and become as popular as I possibly could. Uh, Not selling out, not changing who I was, but just walking around as if I didn't care what people thought about me. And you know what? It worked. And yeah, I was only 17 years old. But people started to see someone who was true to themselves, who was authentic and people started to gravitate towards me and you know what I became popular and it was not anything that I tried to conjure up uh, from from thin air Uh, it was something refreshing I think and I really had this go-getter mindset this attitude where the world could not contain me (laughs) and unfortunately that also led to me not really preparing for the next stage of life uh, by thinking I was just going to be successful in every anything I did. And that's one of the great things about being a teenager is that you really think the world is your oyster. And then you you actually get out there and you realize that you're the world is your, you know, bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> and uh it's not necessarily all as you know, as fascinating and as fantastic as we imagine it to be once we actually get out there and have to make decisions and have responsibilities and pay bills. Um but you know as you get into your your jobs and and you're told you have to you know please the customer the customer's always right you start to adapt and it also seeps into your own personal life where you start to think about winning people over and that leads to you ultimately changing who you are uh you know i dated uh, very sporadically uh, in high school, and it wasn't even really dating. It was Christian dating, which is essentially hanging out together with your parents there. But, um, you know, I had people who really thought that they could change me and were embarrassed when I would behave like myself, and I felt the, ne- the need that I had to behave a certain way in order to be appreciated as a person. Uh, and then, thankfully, I came across my wife, and uh, when I met her, I felt so comfortable not in a lazy way, not in a, in a uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how to exactly say it, but I felt like I could show my true colors with her and she loved me regardless. And that's really what I want to talk about today. I, I listened to a podcast by a guy, uh, he was a guest on the podcast, but there's a podcast past, ugh, sorry, podcast called Self-Made Man. Uh, and, and I would 
recommend men listen to it. You know, there again, there's some some language in this particular one, but it's a guy by the name of Garrett White, and I don't know much about him, but I listened to this one episode, and he talks about the fact that we need to be able to be ourselves, the dark side and the good side, and not concern ourselves with how we're viewed, because it's when we are true to ourselves that we are truly liberated, and I really was fascinated by that because I, I had kind of, I understood that and I still do. And I live my life in that way, but I never heard it articulated that way, the light side and the dark side. Um, because essentially we all have flaws in our character and it's what we do with them. Do we hide those flaws or do we find a way to re- reflect those flaws in a way that still is beneficial to other people around us? Because for me, I have a lot of flaws and it's not until you start to really tackle them and and expose them that you even realize how significant they are and how the people who really care about you and love you will see past them. And then your relationships are changed by that. And, uh, you know, as I got into my 20s and things like that and I felt the need I had to, you know, I grew up in a, in, uh, a specific time and, and uh, situation where I had a microscope on me. Uh, people looked at me and my family, uh, and we had there were certain expectations by of how we would be reflected and how we people viewed us. And I felt like I needed to maintain that reputation, even if I personally didn't feel like I could live up to their expectations. I felt the need to do so. Um, and then once I got into a you know working for my church, there was certainly expectations of how I would live and behave, uh, and and I felt that people were taken aback oftentimes by my personality because I am very brash and opinionated and I really don't care you know what people think if if they agree with me or not that's on them but uh when you're surrounded in, when you're in an atmosphere that that's not cultivated that attitude is 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 uh, is put to the background and you're told that you need to really squash that about you and you need to be you know to conform essentially uh after a while, it gets tiresome to <laughs> to try to to go against the flow, and you begin to conform. And uh, it, I'll tell you, man, it's it's one of the most detrimental things that anyone can do. The moment you start to change yourself, and I'm not talking about people who have things that need to be changed in their lives. And I believe that God can do that changing ultimately. Any change we try to do ourselves is not going to amount to real significant change. It's going to be a temporary fix. And it's going to be phony and fraudulent, and it's not going to work. But I'm talking about when people want to ch- want you to change your personality and change certain things about you, your uniqueness, your your specific view, or or your your worldview, or how you see the world. If they want to, you to adapt that to fit a certain mold. That's a dangerous place. If you start to succumb to that, then you are putting the fear of man ahead of everything else. You know, why should I seek the approval of another person? My goal, personally, uh, you can choose to, to, to live this way or not, but my goal is to personally pursue God and to only concern myself with what he says and what he wants me to do. And that doesn't mean that I don't come under the authority of other people and hold myself accountable to other people to live my life in a certain way, but it's a way that I've chosen to live my life outlined uh, in the text of the Bible for me personally as a Christian man. But for anybody out there who wants to be authentic, you have to abandon the fear of man. I, you know, I lived with this for a long time. There's a lot of people very close to me that have this crippling fear 
of what other people think of them. And they have to make excuses for the things that they do or the things that have happened. And they really are crippled by this attitude of it's how did they see me? How did they perceive me? And I've struggled with it. And it's hard to abandon that. But ultimately, I got to a point in my life where I was like, what are these people doing for me that I should fear them or that I should determine how I live my life to please them? What am I getting out of this? Is it only, It's totally one-sided. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these people as though by pleasing them, I'm achieving something. And it's, it's bunk. <laughs> I wasn't achieving anything. And most of the time, these people aren't caring about you. They're not thinking about you as much as you think they're thinking about you. And once you come to that conclusion, it's like, man, the shackles come off. You know, the freedoms that you feel to go and live your life the way God has called you to live your life, the way he's designed us all to be unique and have specific talents and gifts. Once those shackles come off and we stop looking at other people for their approval, for their direction, for their guidance, for their vindication, whatever you want to call it, or, the, or, or you want someone else to to prove that what you're doing is valid. We seek our validation in, in other people. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And I've lived this way and I've come to this conclusion probably a lot later in life than I should have that everyone is put on this earth for a specific purpose and no one should keep you from accomplishing that. Especially if you are the one putting up that obstacle and the excuse that you're using is someone else. Because ultimately, it's not that person keeping you. It's your opinion of that person that's keeping you from going out there and doing something huge. So stop it. Stop thinking about other people. Stop thinking about their view and if they're going to be offended. And I don't mean that we should be self-centered. Because ultimately, the most self-centered behavior is thinking that other people are thinking about you. I mean, if you want to really... Break it down. Humility, or, you know, uh, or a low self-esteem and a high self-esteem are both two sides of the same coin. It's still putting yourself first, but it's in an unhealthy way. There's nothing wrong with saying I'm going to be who God made me to be, and f- forget everybody else because that doesn't matter. Because ultimately, that is when you can affect other people around you. Because if they see you being authentic, and they see you not caring about other people's opinions, it will evoke something out of them. All of a sudden, they'll be awakened to this reality that we all have a voice. We all have a purpose. We all have the ability to make changes in our lives and stop living under the tyranny that is the the cult of personality. Or the, or the idea that we we should be operating under a a, uh, a hierarchy that dictates how people behave in certain social settings. It's, it's ridiculous. And it wasn't until I embraced who I was that I started to really feel contentment. And I started to feel valid as a person because I valued myself. And I knew that God valued me. It didn't matter that other people valued me. And it still is a struggle because I would be lying to tell you that I don't care about what people think of me. I do. But the the idea is not allowing those thoughts and feelings to dictate the decisions of your life and how you actually behave yourself in those settings. Yeah, if people don't like me, 
it bothers me. But ultimately, if I have been true to myself and they don't like that, then they don't like me. Like I can't do anything to change it because I'm going to be who I am. And it doesn't matter what those people think and feel. And that's something that they need to work on because ultimately it's important that we're able to accept the black and the white, the dark and the light in people. And, you know, and the gray areas, especially in people, there's going to be things where people haven't worked it out themselves. They don't know what they think about certain things and everything needs to be cut and dry and everybody needs to conform to this specific worldview or that specific worldview or that specific political party's opinion or this other specific political party's opinion. And it doesn't work that way. The world is not cut and dry. It's, uh, bent and wet. <laughs> I don't know how, how else, what's the opposite of cut and dry. Um, but it, it's, it's something that I have, I've I've found out about, I should say, it was revealed to me and I am so thankful that I came to this realization that I was living my life to please others when really the only people that should take precedent in my life are my own relationship with my family, my own relationship with God and that's it. I mean like if, if I can't be myself with my wife – how can I be myself with anyone, right? I mean, like, she's the one that sees me every day, and she sees the dark. She's embraced it <laughs> somehow. I mean, I'm not I'm not worthy of that. I don't deserve that. But she has seen things in me that I didn't even know were there, good and bad. She has encouraged me to be myself and not to perform all the time for people, which is hard because I'm an actor and I'm a musician and you want to please people and you want to seek that validation in other from others because that makes you feel better about yourself. But I'll tell you what, once those accolades are gone, you're left with a fake version of yourself and you don't even know who you really are anymore. In order to find our identity, we need to embrace Everything about ourselves, flaws, warts, whatever it may be. That's how we find out who we really are and who God designed us to be. And I believe that God has a purpose for everybody's life. But it can't be fulfilled if we are not being ourselves. If we're trying to live up to somebody else's expectations, then our purpose is going to get blurred and God has a specific purpose for that person's life, and it's not for us to try to achieve that. So why would we conform to that person or that person's uh, for that person's approval? Because we would be essentially robbing ourselves of our divine destiny, and that doesn't make any sense. So I hope you've been encouraged by this. I hope you've been motivated to shed this, shed your skin that that fake. Uh, mask that we're forced to wear to stop being afraid of other people's opinions of you because guess what there are going to be people that don't like you and that's just the truth of it but that's okay because as long as you're being true to who you are and who God made you to be then you're going to be a real person and those are the people that can sleep at night the people who can't remember how they presented themselves to this that or the other person they're the people that lie awake saying who am I what am I doing with my life? You don't want to be there. I've been there. It's not worth it. It's not worth living your life based on somebody else's opinion. It's worth it when you know that you can lay your head on the at the end of the day and say, man, that was the most real I've ever been. I told that person that I was having a crappy day when they asked me how I was doing. And they 
understood and they listened. And we had a real conversation about real things, not just, oh yeah, cool. That was awesome. And you know, have a great day. You know, like if we can get past all that fake societal pressure, we can really live and achieve awesome things because it's when we embrace those flaws that we realize we're all the same. We all have crap in our closet. We all have junk in our trunk, as it were, and we need to get them out. We'll have a skeleton jamboree party or something, you know, like those mistakes, failures, whatever it may be. We wish they hadn't happened and we have regret, but guess what? We can't go back and take, we can't go back in a time machine and make it not happen. So it's what we do with those experiences and those experiences are what made us the way we are. So if we try to change that and we try to cover over that with a mask, we're going to live a very dissatisfied life. It's our job to figure out why and how and what we can do with these things in our lives that may be seen as personality quirks that can move us forward and make us the people who we're designed to be and fulfill the purpose that we've been given to fulfill on this earth. So think about that. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. Got a little fired up today. I'm sure it's only going to get more and more and more and more revved up as we get going. And uh, I just appreciate anybody who's listening out there. Might be nobody, but hey, you know, I'm accomplishing and achieving the things that I've set out to do, and I'm proud of that. And uh, hopefully, if you like it, you'll subscribe. You can comment. Check out more of the Real Person, Real Needs world at realpersonrealneeds.com. I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to go on Facebook and like uh, my fan page. It's facebook.com slash Homes. Uh, You can find out more about what I'm doing, the organizations I'm supporting, and how I'm using my business to restore the family and to create real homes in the world. Thanks a lot. Tune in next time. Bye.